Hey friends, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip, and I am excited to be back with you today. I want to start off today's episode by sharing with you, in February of last year, I hosted the inaugural Spark Christian Podcast Conference, just a few short weeks before the world was turned upside down by the global pandemic. The Spark Conference was absolutely amazing, y'all. Before the conference was over, everyone wanted to know when we would host the next event with so much excitement that we decided to sell early bird tickets to our 2021 conference. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to plan a live event when the whole world is locked down by a virus? Well, as the year progressed, I was eager to plan a 2021 event, but there were many unknowns, and I couldn't move forward with plans until the Lord gave me peace to move forward. After almost a year of dreaming, planning, and praying, I got the green light to move forward with Spark 2021 Media Conference. Y'all, I am so excited to announce that Spark has partnered with the National Religious Broadcasting this year to host its 2021 event at the NRB's convention in Grapevine, Texas, at the Gaylord Texan. In the past three weeks, my team and I have lined up some fantastic sponsors, put together an incredible speaker lineup, and have sold lots of tickets to this year's event. It has been a wild ride, but we've been in awe watching God's favor and blessings unfold for this event and cannot wait to see the impact for both Christian podcasters and traditional Christian media moguls, as well as the impact on people all around the world being blessed by the gospel and messages of hope. For more information about the Spark Conference, including our schedule, the amazing venue, the nominations for the second annual Spark Podcast Awards, and other fun conference add-ons like literary appointments, go to sparkmedia.ventures for updates. Now, one of the things I've noticed this past year as I've been planning and praying that many people have been plagued by fear. Not long after the pandemic started, Gina McCown reached out to me and she asked me to prepare a message for her Lead Her conference. The first message I prepared was that even though the struggle was real, that God was there with us. A few months later, we were still in the midst of the pandemic and Gina reached out to me again and asked me to prepare another message. This time I prepared a message about walking in faith over fear because I saw so many people who were being plagued by fear. As a believer, over and over in scripture, we read that we are commanded to not be afraid. Not only that, but in the book of Proverbs, it tells us that we can laugh at the future, which is why I was so excited to invite my friend and fellow Bible study author, Katie McCown, to By His Grace to share her thoughts about confidently walking in faith. Now, Katie is a homeschooling mother of six. She is the founder of the She Laughs Conference, which I attended and absolutely loved. Katie is also 
the author of the She Smiles Without Fear Bible Studies, a Bible study on the book of Proverbs 31 for every woman. So I am excited to invite Katie to buy his grace podcast this week. Katie McCown, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited that you are here with me today, friend. Um, I met you at the She Laughs conference that you started, and I know that you just wrote a new Bible study. You know, I'm a Bible study author myself and a Bible study nerd, so I was super excited to invite you on the show to talk about that, but also to kind of focus on when we're chasing our dreams and stepping out uh, to serve the Lord, how we can live in faith over fear. So you do all kinds of things. You're a wife and a mama. And so I just wanted you to start off by kind of introducing yourself to the audience and how you got into writing and speaking and working for the Proverbs 31 team and all the things that you do. So um, welcome to the show. Let us in on your story, Katie. Thank you so much for having me, Misty. And I just love this topic of conversation. And I'm so excited that I get to share what I hope will be encouraging to your listeners, because I think it's such an important thing for us to talk about, because I think a lot of times we'll step out uh, to follow God's call. And then when we encounter things that might make us afraid or make might make us question that call. We don't know what to do. And, and we don't even know if we should say anything about it. So this is such a great conversation. But yes, hi, I'm Katie McCowan. And I remember meeting you at that conference. And I was just so thrilled that you came and introduced yourself and that you had even come up for the conference. And it's been a lot of fun to watch what God has done in your life since then. And um, so yes, I am a mother of six. And uh, right now, my children range range in age from first grade to ninth grade. So we started with a high schooler this year. And then it's really such a funny, uh, we just left like the kindergarten and preschool years. And then we started the high school years. So much activity, so much fun. And um, I am married to my husband of almost 17 years now, which sounds so long. <laughs> I can't believe we've been married that long. It doesn't feel like it. Um, Luke played NFL football for 13 of our 17 years of marriage. And so during that time, we lived a life where we moved really at least a dozen times in that 13 years. So I learned a lot about loading U-Haul trucks, uh, how not to do it and how to do it. <laughs> and um, it was a really interesting life, a lot of uncertainty because we never knew how long we would be somewhere. And there was not a lot of opportunity to really plant roots. And we were having the children in the middle of all of those years. And so um, we actually had all of our children during his playing days. And then he retired and uh, we moved back to his hometown in East Texas. During his playing days, we also homeschooled our children. So we had them with us 24-7 and, and we're teaching them and trying to get them to sit still long enough to learn their ABCs. You know, all of just the normal everyday stuff, figuring out how to keep clean clothes on people. And, and I will tell you what is so sweet uh, is that it was during those days with everybody at home all of the time, moving every six months or so, it seemed it was during those days that God put in my heart 
that he had a plan for me to write a Bible study. Um, at the time, I didn't know it was a Bible study. I just um, got a little bit of that um, of that idea that God was saying he has a plan for me to write something. And in a, honestly, during a lot of those years, I look at those as just years that God was teaching me, years that God was shaping me and molding me where I was getting to know him so much better. And it was a lot of, I guess what you would call ordinary, just regular everyday things, cleaning up spills and, you know, doing laundry and, and wiping tears and cleaning boo-boos and all of those things. But they were really very, very instrumental years to my spiritual growth and, and to learning and getting to know about my savior in ways that um, I had not uh, known him before those years of being a young mother and a young wife. And, and so, you know, you asked how in the world did I start this journey of writing and, 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 and uh, becoming a writer for Proverbs 31. And it really was not one, one thing happened and all of these other things followed. It was really just the rhythm of walking daily with the Lord. And sometimes it felt really mundane. Um, and And sometimes I had these moments, I remember I had put the kids to bed and I was standing in the kitchen after I had put the kids in bed. And it really, I describe it like I felt like God just dropped this idea into my heart because it kind of came out of nowhere. And it was the idea for the She Laughs Conference. And I was like, okay, you know, where did that come from? But it was just in the rhythms of regular life that God would um, speak little whispers here and there. And, and writing was something that I had done for a long time. I, journalism was my major in college. Like I said, I never imagined writing a Bible study, but writing was something that I had been trained in. And, and so when I had my little ones, I would write. A, a weekly column for Luke's hometown paper, just because I enjoyed writing. And, and then we kept having kids and, and time became smaller and smaller. And so I actually stopped writing that column. But again, just kind of in the, in the rhythms of everyday life, we had a Bible study, a women's Bible study for the, the wives and girlfriends of one of the teens that we were on. I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of in a place in life where I was just kind of over it. We had moved again. I had had my fifth child and I was really, I felt like I was just kind of in the, in the weeds of life and I didn't feel like going to the Bible study. And I had kind of made up my mind that I just wasn't going to do it. I was going to stay in my house and take care of my kids and get through the football season that year. And the chaplain for that team, his wife showed up at my door with the Bible study that they were doing next door, by the way. And so I really had no excuse, you know? So I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to the Bible study. But that Bible study is what introduced me to Proverbs 31 because I honestly, listen, this has been a few years ago, so it's not as bad as it would be if it were today, but I had no idea what Proverbs 31 ministries was. So, I mean, it's been at least seven years. Okay. So 
it was a, a little while ago. I didn't know Lisa Turkers. I didn't know Proverbs 31. I didn't know anything about the She Speaks conference that they do for writers and speakers. But I found out about it in that Bible study. And, and then I went to a She Speaks conference. And then I joined a writing community online. And then I volunteered to edit for their devotionals. And then I became a devotional writer. And then I became a first five writer. And then I wrote a Bible study. And I just summarized like seven to 10 years for you, right? But it was just one little step at a time. And, and I, would, I would say it was really just investing right where God put me in the moment and trusting that the next step was there and he would show it to me at, at what time it was appropriate and, and within his timing and his will. Yeah, I love all that you said. I did not realize how similar our paths were because I homeschooled. I only had three kids, but I have a special needs son. So that's like having a multiple, um, but homeschooled them all the way through. And what I call those is hidden years. Like you said, it's in the ordinary everyday life of trying to educate your kids and doing life that God taught me so many things. And once I finished finished um, when my oldest son went to college and I I realized I'm going to be in trouble if I don't find something to do because I'd poured my life into my kids and got, but God had already been speaking to me about speaking and then writing, which led to podcasting. And it was, it's the same kind of story, just one simple step of obedience after another, just showing up, you know, where God has you and, and serving people. But I think that that comes from a place of, of really being in God's presence and being connected to God. And um, so I'd love for you to talk about the importance of, you know, being, you know, spending time with God and just um, being in his presence. Yeah, you know, um, in the Bible study, we start with this principle, I need to spend less time doing and more time being with Jesus. And I actually learned about that in that very same Bible study that introduced me to Proverbs 31 and kind of started the doors opening. And I will tell you, uh, when I was introduced this concept of, of really just making it a priority to be still with the Lord, to be in his presence, I was a little bit like, oh, really? I just don't know if I have time for that. It seemed very, um, maybe ineffective, definitely unproductive. I just... Again, I was a mom of a lot of young kids. There's always something to do. And whether you're a mother or whether you're a working woman or wherever you are, we, as women, we always have something to do. There's, there's always someone to care for, something to tend to. There is always a to-do list and we never get to the bottom of it. I think that's a universal thing with women. We just never get to the bottom of those to-do lists. So there's always something to do. And the idea of setting that aside and placing priority on being with Jesus and in the presence of the Lord can feel futile and, and honestly be difficult to turn our minds off of that. But it has been something that has transformed my time with the Lord. So I think sometimes we can treat that like another thing on our to-do list. Read your Bible, check, pray, did that, moving on. Instead of prioritizing that to the point that we understand nothing else we do will be a 
accomplished as effectively unless it flows from the place of us being filled up in the presence of the Lord. I had a friend say, it was when we were in a homeschool community, and it was actually a man who said it. And I thought it was such a great observation and a really great picture that he painted. But he said, women live like a cup tipped over on its side. And they just pour and pour and pour out um, into the world around them. But the problem with the cup is that it's tipped on its side. And so there's never any refilling. There's never any filling back up. And so what we end up doing is we try to do all of our things, even the good things. It's not that we're spending ourselves on things that aren't God things, on things that he hasn't put in our path to do, but we're trying to do it out of the reserves that we somehow create for ourselves. And so that's what we, when we talk about living in the presence of the Lord, it's like we take that cup and we sit it up straight. And so we can still pour out, but it's an overflow because we sit it up and we sit it, we sit in the presence of the Lord and he pours into us. And then what we pour out is the overflow that we have received from him. That doesn't mean we'll never be tired. That doesn't mean we'll never think we don't have enough. None of that. It's just that we're allowing God to pour into us so that we have the strength to do what he's called us to do, so that we have the wisdom, so that we can um, produce the fruit. I mean, John 15, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me, he will bear much fruit. But I, so when we don't remain in the Lord, it's, it's almost like we're trying to produce this fruit that we could never produce apart from him. And if we will just make that shift where we place that priority on remaining in Christ and, and spending time in his presence, it might not even change what we do. It might. It might change our pursuits. It might change what we do. It might not, but it will, it will change. I, I think the pressure that we feel as we do it or, or the um, demand that we feel as we do it, because we will be doing it in the strength of the Lord and in, in the joy of our salvation versus um, feeling like it's all up to us. Yeah. That's such a beautiful picture that you shared about the overflow, because otherwise we're empty and we can't serve anyone well if we're trying to do all of the things and we're constantly running on empty. So that's a beautiful picture, uh, Katie. What about when people are trying to walk into God's calling and the calling that they feel on their life and they just don't see God's will working in their life. I know you address that um, subject matter in the Bible study too. So what would you tell someone who, you know, is, is doing the thing God's called them to do, but they just don't feel like they're, you know, making progress in that dream? Yeah. I think one of the things that I wrote in there is that when we, when we can't see God's will being worked out in our lives, we can still trust that his purposes are good. And, and really just as a testimony, you know, um, so over the course of, of God's calling being worked out in my life and all of the little pieces and, and all of the little steps, um, I, I, I did believe that God was calling me to write 
And I spent probably six years, may give or take a few, um, pitching this idea. It started as a book, and and every time I got told no, it would it would you know transition a little bit, maybe a few changes. But over the course of those six years or so, every answer was no. <laughs> except one, (laughs) the one that, that, you know, the most recent answer that was a yes, that led to the, the publishing of this Bible study. And I will tell you, um, you know, it felt like it got closer and closer every no, it felt like we were getting closer to a yes. And, and some of the, the, the no's later in the years, I mean, I remember sitting with my husband in tears uh, after getting another no that I really felt like might might have ended in a yes. And and I remember saying, I don't understand. It's I, I have six kids to love and care for. I have a husband um, to love and respect. And and I don't know why God would tell me to do this with all of these other things that I could that would be plenty to take up my time. I don't understand why he would ask me to do this. And I keep getting told no. And, and, and there was no answer right then. Okay. But here we are in 2021 and this Bible study released on January 1st, 2021 called she smiles without fear after 2020. And I stop and I go, Oh my goodness, there wasn't a better time. And if it had been a yes sooner than it came, it wouldn't have been at this time. And so on the other side of it, on the other side of years worth of no's and years worth of, you know, why? Why would God ask me to do this? I think I'm not going to say I fully understand because we don't, you know, God's ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts, but I have at least a little more of a glimpse into why it might sometimes feel like a no or a not yet, or maybe it's not moving as fast. It it really isn't because uh, it isn't always because we're doing something wrong. It isn't always because we heard God wrong. Sometimes it could be right in the middle of God's will. We just haven't seen it yet. So even when we can't see that, we can't see his will being worked out in our lives. We can trust that his purposes are good because God is good and his purposes are good. And that is a message I agree that everybody needs to to hear right now after the year that we had last year and as we're entering this new year, because there is some apprehension maybe about, are we going to have another year like last year? Um, but just knowing that whatever happens, that God's in control and that he loves us and that his plans for us are good. So I would love for you to share some practical tips, some practical takeaways for people to walk in faith over fear this year, because I, I feel like fear, we were plagued with fear. You know, we're told not to go places, don't be around anybody. You know, there's a virus lurking around every corner to kill us, right? And and not to underplay the fact that there there is a virus that has caused a global pandemic, but from a spiritual aspect of it, um, God has called us to to um, to 
not have a spirit of fear. And so I would love for you to share some, some wisdom and maybe some practical tips on walking in faith. Yes. And, and I would say, you know, this is for our life circumstances that make us afraid or make us feel uncertain or make us worry about worst case scenarios. And I think it's just as applicable as we're trying to walk in the calling that God has on our life. And what I will tell you is I just, I want you to focus on your eyes. I mean, really practical. What are you looking at? Hebrews 12, one and two says, let us run with endurance, the race that is marked out for us. We do this by fixing our eyes on Jesus. And the phrase, the Greek word that, that we get our phrase looking to Jesus or fixing our eyes on Jesus, that word implies the idea that, that we have to turn our eyes away from looking at other things in order to fix them on something else. So practically, what are you putting in front of your eyes? What are you looking at? Is it the, you know, the series that you're streaming on Netflix? Is it the news feed that you get on your phone multiple times a day? Is it, you know, is it the ticker running across? I, I don't know what it is, but if you'll start to pay attention to that, what's in front of my eyes most of the time. And, and then when we talk about fixing our eyes on Jesus in Psalm 119, the psalmist says, I will fix my eyes on your word. And so it's, this goes back to, you know, being in the presence of the Lord and fixing our eyes on his word. And, and it says just before that, I will meditate on your precepts. And so that just really um, paints the picture of not something that you do one time and forget about, but something that you keep bringing up into your heart, into your thoughts in front of your eyes. So practically how to keep your eyes fixed on God's word, I would say, if you read the Bible in the morning, leave your Bible open and out in a place that you would see it. If it's on the kitchen counter, it's if, if it's in the passenger seat of your car, if um, you know if it's on your desk at work, but let that be a visual reminder to read that scripture again, to remind yourself of what you've read, to keep bringing it up, to keep it in front of your eyes. Another fun thing that we had did we had done at my house during the pandemic when we were all at home together, and you know there was this focus on washing your hands. We would put a scripture up next to all of the faucets where we would wash our hands, print it out on a, on a piece of printer paper and put it up on the mirror or something. And then as you wash your hands, you say that verse out loud a, a time or two. And if you wash your hands multiple times a day and you're saying that verse and you're seeing that verse multiple times a day, that's a really practical way to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And he will meet you in his word. He will speak to you and you will find as, as you turn your eyes away from looking at other things and you fix them on Jesus. Um, that's just a really practical way to keep walking in faith and not fear. Oh, Katie, I love that. And I am so excited for you and for this Bible study. I think that you are going to meet women in all different places in their walk and teaching them the importance of their relationship with Jesus and smiling at the future as the Proverbs 31 woman does because um, they can trust in God. So we're going to put the link to that Bible study and the show notes along with all of your contact information. So so if they don't know you, they can follow you on social media and get on your web uh, site as well. So thanks again for taking time out to be with us today. We really appreciate it. I'm going to give you the final word, Katie. So what would you like to share as a, as a parting word? 
Well, I am just, thank you so much for having me. What a blessing to be able to speak to each one of you. And I just, you know, I'll tell you this. One thing that God has taught me a lot about in the, in the days before this, this conversation is that sometimes what I think it should look like is not what he sees. And so I, he's teaching me about endurance, about perseverance, about continuing even if it doesn't happen as fast as I think it should or exactly how I thought it would. So I would just love to leave you with that word. Continue, continue to seek the Lord, continue to seek his presence, continue to pursue what he puts in your path. And and I'm excited for what God will do in all of our lives as we do. Excellent. Katie, thanks again. We're so glad you were here. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.